What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Retail Coffee Break. I am your host, Nick McHenry, and on today's episode, I sat down with Isabella Livia. Isabella has spent her career working through positions in both buying and wholesale, working for such names as Brooks Brothers and Saks Fifth Avenue. And most recently, she had to pivot her career to help her family-owned restaurant stay afloat throughout COVID. And it was just really interesting to see all the things that she learned in the retail business that she could actually apply to a very new business. And just through her tenacity and willingness to be open-minded and apply those skills, was able to help her family business actually thrive throughout everything that is going on over the last couple months. I know I took so much away from her mindset, so I hope that you do as well. And without further ado, let's get into it. So like, How are you? So I'm good. I've actually, so today we delivered like a hundred meals to the local um, hospital in oh, my nice. area. So the fundraiser went really, really well. So that's kind of how I told you I've keeping been keeping myself busy. Right. right. Um, but it's been like crazy to me to kind of under to kind of see, you know, taking my sales background and mm-hmm. then applying it to an industry such as the restaurant industry, which right. is completely different, but in the same essence, like you're still selling something, you're selling a product, you're selling right. a service. Right. Um, and I think, you know, if I didn't have the background that I had in terms of like sales and securing tips and things like that, like, I don't think, you know, it would be as impactful as it, it like, as that fundraiser, you know, had gone, you know, I, I didn't right. expect to raise 600 meals and I did, and we made over like $15,000 in less than three days. Holy crap. That's so, amazing. You know, and that was just me reaching out to my network and like, you know, the relationships that I built over the years and like not being afraid to just go after people that, you know, I haven't talked to in, you know, a couple of years because I lost touch and be like, hey, listen, like I'm doing this thing. Would you be interested in, you know, participating in it and supporting it? Right. And I think that's kind of like the sales background that I had, like not just, you know, right. going after it without, you know, without any inhibitions that stop you um, right. to go after those people. Um, so that's like one project I've been working on. And then this other project, I actually been partnering with my, um, old president at urban outfitters. We're starting this, uh, website. It's called NYC strong. Okay. Um, and basically the mission behind that is to, um, take individuals in the, in the community and, and talk to them and see how they've kind of impacted their local community. So we've partnered with a female founded brand called FYB jewelry, mm-hmm. um, did a collaboration with them of different bracelets that emulate our mission, which is determination, strength, and, um, community. And, of the proceeds that we raise from selling these bracelets will go to the charity that we decide to partner with. Um, The charity that we're partnering with for this project is City Meals. um, And they donate um, any any donations to that organization. They give 100% to um, the senior citizen community, which is a very, um, you know, in this time a uh, susceptible group population you know they're they're high risk um right. so it's been interesting and been like exciting to kind of get this if you will like startup 
um, type of website off the off the ground. Um, you know, it's out of my realm in terms of how do I, you know, create funding? How do I create awareness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a hashtag, but um, it's getting people involved and like creating those stories. So similar to kind of what you're doing with this podcast, it's, you know, how do you pivot what you've learned in like the last 10 years of your career and like apply it to something totally different? And you know, how do you create that exciting content that actually people relate to? Because more than ever now that I found um, is people want that human interaction. Mm-hmm. You know, we've, we haven't been able to, you know, express that in over a month. Right. Um, and in Europe, even more so, I mean, there have been moments where I'm like, wow, I just need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just need a handshake, like something. And, you know, I think those, those stories and, and telling those stories that have how people have impacted their communities is super mm-hmm. powerful. Now, I mm-hmm. think that's what gives us the hope right. um, that will come out of this. And it's, you know, I think speaking to retail in specific, um, you know, yeah, the product is important, but it's the relationship aspect aspect coming out of this. That's going to be, I think a hundred times more important. So like, how do these small boutiques really clientele their clients, you know, really engage with what's going on in their life because mm-hmm. that's how you're going to sell. You're not mm-hmm. going to sell by, you know, having an awesome, you know, purse of this season. Like no one's going to care about that anymore. Right. I, I think that's my opinion. I don't know. I, I, you know, product is emotional, um, especially with the having a fashion head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think for the consumer, it's like, what's the story behind it? So you know, with this FIB jewelry brand, the fact that they are a huge advocate of city meals and donating half of their profits to that um, organization, I think that's going to speak more volumes going forward than just, you know, buying something and it doesn't contribute to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one aspect that I think that the, the industry could go and mean a little bit more into. I mean, you got brands like Patagonia doing it. You have brands like Lululemon that do it naturally. Um, Nike's done it. Um, but like have these brands lean into it a little bit more, mm-hmm. I think could be a really good strategy, um, going forward. But, um, yeah. So h- how do you think, I mean, we're just going to dive right in because this is awesome yeah. the way. So we're, we're just going to, everything you just said is gold. So we're just going to keep, keep rolling. But like from coming from a you know retail background, mm-hmm. um, like you were in buying, you were in wholesale. I mean, yep. you've touched upon it, like learning the sales part of it, learning the relationship. I mean, do you feel like the retail industry is what taught you this? Or do you feel like, honestly, like you were just like born with some of it? I mean, you're throwing out a lot of, a lot of things kind of combined together, I feel like. Um, I think, you know, growing up, like growing in the restaurant industry, maybe taught me a little bit about that. And like having my dad, you know, be a, you know, entrepreneur, self-made restaurateur, Mm -hmm. you know, he didn't go to a big culinary school, like he figured it out. And I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs do. They, they figure it out along the way. I don't think there's a book that says, this is how you create, you know, the most spectacular business out there. Like, I think with every, um, step of the business, there is also failure. And I think you need to embrace those failures, Mm -hmm. um, and try things that are out of the box. And I think now more than ever trying things that are out of the box, testing the market, um, now is the perfect time to do it. Like, um, I read, I mean, you know, going back to just to answer your question, I think, yeah, maybe that started it. And I think, 
being the type of person that I've been and and knowing that the fashion industry is all about who you know, I've never really taken no for an answer. I've always tried to figure out, okay, all right, it's a no this time, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to contact you four months down the road and say, hey, listen, like I did this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. You told me I wasn't good enough, but mm-hmm. now I've just proved you that, you know, I was worth it. Right. Type of thing. Right. Um, not everyone has that that personality and not everyone is out to prove something. And not to say that I am, but I think there's a way you can go about it to showcase um, your skills in a different light, um, you know, and being a little bit more open-minded to the different avenues that you can go down in this industry. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, I think sustainability is going to play a huge role too. Like, right. Right. That's massive. Right. Um, and it goes back to, you know, this whole idea of, buying the right product, buying the right product at the right time and what product are consumers really going to react to. Mm -hmm. And I think this period, um, you know, being at home and not having all these tangible things and this consumer mindset, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to scale back, you know, the mindset of consumers too. It's like, do I really need that? Right. You know, you don't at the end of the day, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. So what's this again? So like, what's the story behind it? Right. You know, um, I think with every product that's out there, it, there needs to be a story. It can't just be like a great pair of, you know, shoes. Right. right. No, I mean, so. like, I think, I think you're right. How do you feel about, cause I feel like I've struggled with this, with the fashion industry because yeah. I completely agree with you. Like everything needs to have a story and like, that's what yeah. is going to get consumers to buy in the future. But I feel like it's, it's actually super apparent right now that as trends we are in the fashion industry after all yeah. about even most storytelling kind of pick up so many brands do it it's almost like your story while it did maybe matter at one point is now like diluted across it you know what i mean it's like yeah. i feel like i feel like when i hear sustainability stories now and i'm a big sustainability proponent that being yeah. said i almost like partially tune out when i hear that now unless their story is like a unique spin on sustainability because i just hear it day in day out over and over right. again I feel like coronavirus has kind of done that same thing, to be honest with you. Like, I feel like a lot of the stories, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, it's been amazing to see people come out and support and like pour out all their support for businesses or whatnot. But because everyone's kind of now saying everyone has the same story. Right. Everyone does. Like I'm everyone's seeing, making masks, everyone's right. making garments. Like, uh, yeah, no, totally. And, and it's forgive me, but I know it's, yeah, I know it sounds like somewhat crass. I'm sure I'll get shit for this. But like, uh, like when I see, now when I see stories, like another brand started making masks, I'm like, great. I'm super happy your brand's doing that. But then I kind of just move on. Whereas like three months, three weeks ago, I was like, oh my God, did, like, have you seen this brand making masks? Like, it's so amazing. But now it's yeah. almost like the status quo. Like if you have a manufacturing plant, you should be making masks. So right. like on the storytelling side, like, do you even tell that story? Now, well, my dad, kind of- my dad made a really valid point. So we did this fundraiser about two and a half weeks ago. Right. And he said to me, you know, everyone's doing it right now. And like come mid April, everyone's going to be over it. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. no one's going to have any money to be putting towards these fundraisers mm-hmm. because, you know, yes, it's impacted right then and there, but now it's really going to be long-term. So right. people need to not just think about the now, they need right. to think about six months and a, like ahead right. of time. Like right. how are businesses going to look six months down the road? Right. How are business going to look come to 2021? Right. Like that is more of the pressing question than like, mm-hmm. how are we reacting to this now? Mm-hmm. You can get out of this, you know, if you're down 50%. Right. Stores are going to open back up. Retailers, restaurants, whatever, are going to open back up. But you know, it's going to be 
the later half of the year, that's going to be the most impactful part of how you're going to come out of this in the end. So how Uh, are you, how are you and your dad looking at it? Knowing, knowing that fact that, uh, like it's going to, this is going to wear off, I guess the, from like the fundraising standpoint and from everything that's going on. I think it just comes back again to the relationships that you have. And I think that's going to speak volumes. You know, Mm -hmm. there's people that come out of the woodworks that, you know, haven't eaten at my dad's restaurant in like over 15 years and are now back. Wow. So that I think speaks volumes. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, having that level and, and it's hard to achieve that. You can achieve it in a small like mom and pop shop, but when you get bigger and scale out, I think that's where it's going to get really hard for these department stores and, and whatnot to really hone in on the clientele aspect. Right. Um, because that does matter. Like I care that every time I go to a store, especially if I'm paying, you know, two fifty and above in, mm-hmm. you know, every time mm-hmm. I go there, mm-hmm. you know, I want to make sure that that person in the store knows my story. Like, right. even though she's pretending, she could be pretending to know, but yeah, that, that connection, it makes the overall experience and people are going to come back because of an experience and not necessarily, you know, the product um, at the end of the day. You know, the, the luxury brands have the market of experience, like take Hermes, like people buy Hermes because it's exclusive. No one right. has it. You know, you're on a wait list for right. however long for a burger right. bag. Like they got it nailed down. So like, yeah. how do these smaller mom and pop shops kind of do that same concept? Not necessarily exclusivity, but like maybe it's inclusivity. Like maybe it's taking the time of like, like speaking to 10 or 16 clients mm-hmm. on a weekly basis to mm-hmm. ask them like, how are your days going? Because mm-hmm. that matters. Oh, absolutely. And I love that you yeah. brought, I love that you brought up the 15 year example because I come from a family business as well. Like yeah. I, I mentioned, and I, I feel like this was sort of, you know, stamped into me from a very young age. Cause I think that's what yeah. parents kind of built their business off of, even though it was ballroom dance, it was still clienteling, not fashion or right. whatnot. Yeah. That being, that being said, I feel like, um, in the last, you know, my career and your career in the time yeah. that we've been in, things have been so good that I think right. people have looked at these relationships as like a very finite window. Right. I, I, because like it's, it's, if you have customers walking in every day and your business is great and just organically people are coming in to shop from you, right. you, you, you can be like, okay, let's look at the customers, let's re-engage the customers that shopped and haven't shopped in two years or three years, right. but nobody's calling like, at the last five years. I very few businesses are probably calling that customer that hasn't been in 15 years and saying, hey, do you remember me? Like I, yeah. I loved serving you 15 years ago. No one's calling that customer. They're just saying like, oh, they moved on. They're gone right. or whatnot. But I don't know. I feel like that's, I mean, that's an untapped, that's, I mean, it's a very small, like percentage that they'll probably come back, but to sure. be able to get some of that back, some of that, you know, traffic back hundred percent, like it's not worth, I mean, it, it, it is worth it, but it's how I think businesses look at it. It's not worth spending millions of dollars going after people that haven't shopped, you know, after whatever, 10 years with us. But it's like, okay, what's the new experience? I probably didn't shop with you for 15 years because I moved on to a cooler, better brand that has a cooler experience. So what's your new experience? How many businesses in your entire lifetime, retail, fashion or not, have even reached out to you on a personal level for not being on an email list, just reached out to you that you shopped there after a year of not shopping there or two not years one. of shopping there? Yeah, never, never happens. So that's an opportunity for sure. I feel like I'd be so, so like, fucking impressed if someone called me and was like, Hey, do you remember? I don't know if you remember me, but like I helped you at this restaurant or the store yeah. two years ago. I don't know. It's kind of weird, but I just wanted to touch base. Like, are you okay with everything that's going on? Like I saw on LinkedIn, you're doing X, Y, Z. I'd be like, Oh my God, this is the yeah. best. 
person of all time. <laughs> yeah. I, and I feel like people would react to it. You know, some people would be like, okay, I don't know. And then other people I think would be like, whoa, this is actually kind of cool when you take a step back and kind of think about it on like a hindsight, like be like, oh, wow, that was actually, you know, let me look up, let me look this brand up again. Do you think we've lost some of that in like our generation? And this is way derailing from the conversation, but that's okay. With, with the I like, think technology has a hundred percent been a perpetrator of us not picking up the phone and actually having a conversation. I think you and I come from a similar background where, yeah. you know, we grew up when technology was kind of evolving. Like we right. had high school, like in high school, we probably had our first cell phone. If that whipping out my sidekick, flipping yeah, it up like and down. The whole like 19, like what you know, 1990s like flip phone, whatever. Yeah. But like we grew up calling, like, hi, missing so-and-so, is so-and-so there? Like we oh, I miss I don't those think, days. But you know, the generations you know, underneath us, I don't think have that connection, like where they you can call your friend straight on their cell phone. Right. You need to go even through through like but even when it you comes to me, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I, I even I, delivery people are going on seamless, right? Seamless takes 20% of every restaurant's profits, right? Pick up the phone and call them directly. To how That's you true. Do it. Nobody does that. It, if you have seamless, no one, no, does no, no one does that. No, I know. No one does it. Yeah. It's true. But, but I it's think, also, yeah. is it just like, well, I feel like I completely agree with everything you're saying. It's also just that, I mean, I think that you forget like no one's calling the restaurants because they're not thinking about kind of conscious level, the person on the other end of that transaction, because we just like, we're, everything's convenient now. And also like, I don't know if we see the one-to-one interaction as much as they did before, because now it's all like one-to-many, all the communication we do is one-to-many. How many likes did I get on this Instagram post? How many, like it's, 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 there's not like, I'm not like looking through my likes and be like, I really hope this person who I want to impress looked at it. Like, I don't even look at that. I just look at like, Oh cool. Like this got 50 likes. Awesome. Right. Exactly. But I mean, I think there's an, also an element of, you know, yeah, we lost it a little bit, but there also could be, you know, some later down the road where brands and even like small stores they start to do that on a personal level. Like you can use zoom as a platform to like do personal shopping right. via the internet right. and actually like book a scheduled appointment, right. you know, where you're actually having that human to human conversation. Right you got to figure out the logistics of how that actually would feel in terms Mm -hmm. of like being on brand. But Mm -hmm. I think there's no reason why you couldn't, you know, utilize that. No, I think, I think you're, I think you're right with like the whole zoom thing. Like I I do think out of all the things that have happened in the last month, like that is a big benefit. Like I feel like I'm having more one-to-one conversations than I've ever had in my life just because you're forced (laughs) to like, it's cause it's hard. It's it's hard to organize. Like for me to organize you and someone else and someone else and someone else to hop on one zoom call together not that easy unless it's once every month or whatnot. Right. This might be the best thing, honestly, to ever happen to networking of all time. <laughs> I, I hate, I hate networking. Like I, I love people, but I hate going to networking events because you always have the same thing where like people click out and they go to the little subgroups and you're in like yeah. groups with people that know each other and you got to kind of poke in. But now with six feet away, social distancing, you're going to be forced to like have a one-to-one conversation because that's yeah. the only and person think- you can talk to. And I think people are going to be a little bit more humble as when they, you know, when they come out of this, especially in the fashion industry, I can tell you back in January, when I was poaching people for new comp, like going after new companies and things like that, when I lost my job, um, didn't get one response, resume, like in email looked over now, March, everyone is responding. 
because everyone is scared that they might lose their job and they might need an actual connection that knows a connection that knows a connection. Wait, 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 wait. step back. So in January, when you were reaching out to people to to talk to them about a potential job opportunity, Mm -hmm. nobody was responding and Mm -hmm. now everybody's responding? Most everyone, everyone that I've in emailed right now has been super responsive. Yes. Yeah, send me your resume. Yes. I know so-and-so that knows so-and-so that could hook you up. It's, in, e- it's insane. E- email or LinkedIn mostly. LinkedIn. Just email? I'm talking LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I'm talking LinkedIn. Okay. Okay. Like you yeah. messaging them on LinkedIn saying, Hey, I saw your profile. Like I want to chat or whatnot. Uh-huh. They're all doing that. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's crazy how much the behavior has changed. And I, I, I might not be the only one who's noticed it, noticed that, but I noticed exponentially because I've been on the search <laughs> since January. So I'm like, whoa, what happened here? Like no one was, you know, maybe no one had the time to network. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, it's, it's a good point. Like if you're in the office doing reports and stuff like that, now it's like, oh, I have an open calendar. Now you have all the time in the world to network. But- that's still crazy though. Like, you know what I mean? Because I, I, I would have guessed honestly the opposite, even, even though I know people have more time now, just because let's be real, there's way more people looking for jobs now. Like in January, there was a huge surplus of jobs and a huge shortage of candidates. Now it's literally completely the opposite. His head, yeah. the opposite. So I'm shocked that people like, I'm shocked recruiters aren't just getting pounded or HR people aren't just getting pounded or anybody in general. Okay. So I should be specific in saying that there's, there's a list of companies that I've wanted to reach out to, but, you know, I made a list of who I would want to work for and I reached out directly to those people. So that's probably why. So the list isn't like emailing emailing everyone, but it's, I have a targeted list of companies that I want to work for. Right. So let me reach out to, and and it's not even like, let me look for a job at this point. My approach is not that. Right. Right. My approach is like, how are you doing? How's the business doing? I'm curious. Like, yeah. Do you see yourself in six months, like coming out of this, you right. know, shit storm or right. are you going to really, um, you know, are you just focusing on the now? Right. You know, having more of a candid conversation than a, is there a job there? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you want to be impressionable. I think that's yeah. the most important. Yeah. So still, I'm still super impressed that like you were able to go out and, and get that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people are doing that right now, but I would assume a lot of people are reaching out to a lot of, a lot, a lot of people. In you have to, it's, it's like, it's like a double-edged sword. You have to be sensitive now. You don't want right. to like go over bear thing, like over bear people with emails. Right. But like, if you just shoot them like a quick, like, Hey, like if you have time, if you're interested, like would love to network. Right. At, at the end of the day, there's no harm done in, in networking because oh, for sure. you never know six months down the road, you might be calling me because oh. I'm at some other <laughs> company. Absolutely. So that's how I look at it. Maybe not everyone looks at it that way, but right. You know. No, listen. I, 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 I don't know if the reason they're doing it is because they're afraid that they're, you know, might need. No, to- I know, no, no. But that being said, like I think there is some truth to it. I mean, I think I, I hope that people our age specifically, and because I, I know this because like I left the corporate world or whatever a year ago yeah. or whatnot. So I've seen the complete opposite side of like, Uber smallest companies on earth versus yeah. like working from corporate environments. And my corporate yeah. office friends, specifically in retail have always thought that, that it's super comfortable. Like, I, why aren't you doing this? I will ask them like, oh, like, why aren't you like networking more? Why aren't you like getting out there? And it's like, I work for XYZ ginormous company in fashion. Like I'm safe. Like it's fine. Like it's a super stable, big company. Right. And at the end of the day, like, I think it's been proven that that's not the case. Not the case, right? yeah. Yeah. So hopefully people take away like what you're taking away that like, it's so important to constantly be Improving yourself, improving your network, getting out there and doing yeah. these kind of things. 
and not being afraid to kind of just take the leap and just, you know, maybe do something a little bit different that, you know, you might not have thought of while you were in that, whatever role you were in. So another question, like what yeah. do you think makes you such a go-getter? Because I feel like every time we talk, you're telling me a new thing that you're going out and doing, whether it's, you know, reaching out to people on LinkedIn to chat or doing the NYC pride or, or, or yeah. whatever. Like, I mean, I, I speak to people all the time who are waiting for something. It's like, Hey, why? Like, Oh, what? So cool to like do this, this, and this, and this. And they'd be like, yeah, that'd be amazing. Like, why aren't you doing it? And it's like, Oh, I don't know. Like I'm waiting for the right time, the right website to be up. Da, 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 da. I don't know. Like what for fuels me, you? I think for me, it's just, I, I can't like not do anything. <laughs> So you're loving being on quarantine. <laughs> I hate being on quarantine. Um, for me, I think I've just always been that, you know, that active mind. I think I've always just been the person who's um, been uber creative, thinks outside the box, isn't, again, like I just, I have never been afraid to like go and speak to a CEO and like mm-hmm. pick their brain. Mm-hmm. Like, people are so afraid of like, oh, I can't talk to them because they're the CEO of the company. I'm like, I want to talk to them because how do they get there? You know, know, was it luck? Was it like right place at right time? Like Mm -hmm. the stories are always like different, but like, it's Mm -hmm. always like, yeah, it was at the right place at the right time. I grew up in the eighties when it's like, okay, great. Yes. But now we're talking about 2020. Right. (laughs) Right. You know? Right. So I think for me, I've always, um, never, you know, I've always wanted to be involved in certain things, um, whether it's, you know, achieving X, you know, position in the, in the fashion world, which, you know, like I said, you have to embrace the failures. I failed, right. I lost my job, not because of any reason other than like Corona hitting, but it sucks to me personally. I felt like that was a failure because I'm like, okay, now I'm like six months out of not working. I really need to like ramp it up. Like, how am I going to show that I'm still relevant? You know, mm-hmm. six months is a long, you know, fairly long time to like mm-hmm. not be able to exercise certain skills. Right. Right. Um, so I think, you know, networking, doing this fundraisers, um, working with this, you know, with my old boss from urban on this platform where I'm like just literally volunteering, bringing on new brands, seeing if people are open, like that you have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just been instilled in me since the get-go. I've, I've always been told no, <laughs> um, or I'm not good enough to get to a certain level. And I think that kind of fuels the fire for me um, a bit, to, if I'm being quite honest. No, I love that. <laughs> uh, you know, so, you know, some people, and, and you know, in our industry, I think it is all about who you know, but there's also a sense of like people from a certain stature of I don't know if it's like monetary but they they got a lot of people have money in fashion Mm -hmm, okay mm -hmm. so when you don't come from that you know high level I think it it even drives people to be even more successful in what they're trying to achieve because they're like I don't have a you know VC backup right like I'm doing this myself I'm pumping in money myself right Um, I don't know the hedge fund guys that could, you know, throw me a favor. Mm -hmm. Could I contact them and just show them who I am? Yeah. If they believe in me or not, but I think there's, there's a level of, you know, you can't, you can't be like fearful in, in, in approaching certain, certain things in, in, in our industry. I think, I think you have to be smart 
and tactful in terms of how you approach them, I think. Um, but yeah, I think I've always just been that type. <laughs> Not really much of an explanation, but... No, that was... I, no, listen, I think that was great. I mean, I, I think that was... It does explain a lot about, you know, why, why you do what you do. So to the girl who is always said no to, that's go, going out there and, and making it happen, what's, what's next on your agenda? Like, what would your be ideal outcome in the next... I don't know, with whatever we're calling this outcome of coronavirus? So I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, So based on our last conversation, going after like a startup, I think that's where I would benefit the most in terms of my skill set and really just being challenged. I think in the corporate world, um, you have to stick to your lane a bit. And I've, I think that's where I've run into a little bit of my internal struggle of like, okay, we can stick to our lane, but what happens if we take this risk Mm -hmm. and like, it it could be successful or it could fail, but we would never know if we didn't take that risk. Right. Um, so I, I imagine myself or, or, or targeting myself, um, to position my, you know, those to position myself well, to approach those like startupy firms. Um, do I think that you know, some of them are going to come out of this successful. Yes. I think there's going to be a lot of new innovations coming out. Do I think some of them are going to fail hundred percent? Um, that's just inevitable just can, you know, with the conditions out there. Um, but you know, I want to be more digitally focused. I want to, you know, be able to showcase my creativity. I think that's something that I've suppressed in the last like 15 years. I never really told anyone this, but I am an artist. Um, so that creative mindset is comes natural to me. So I think that's probably a little bit of why I like to dip myself into different things. I think that's like a natural creative um, mind. Um, but, you know, start off with that and then maybe build my own like brand, my own, you know, consulting um, firm. Once I feel that I'm competent in my skill set, that I can really help other people kind of grow. Naturally, I'm good at connecting people. Naturally, I'm good at figuring out I need this person, that person, and this person to kind of build this. Right. So I'm already starting to do that with this NYC Strong brand. But you know, there's more to my talent than just connecting people and like benefiting X to you know get Z mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, that's kind of where I see myself. We'll see. I mean, if corporate America wants me back, I'll, you know, (laughs) I'll, 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 you know, take it for what it is right now and, you know, roll with it as I build my little, you know, side hustle, but we'll see. Well, I, I love that. I think it's inevitable that you're going to get what you want based on our conversations and and just towards things. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I feel like after coming out of this whole thing, I think it's nothing but going to be positive things. I think you can't look at the negative when you come out of this and being like, Oh, there's 10,000 other people like, you know, going after the same job, but like you have to figure out what sets you apart from those 10,000 people Mm -hmm. going after the same job. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's like, can you click with the person that you're talking to? are you a bullshitter or are you like the real real that you can say, I actually did this with my I think that's going to speak volumes versus like, you know, I can have a conversation with everyone. It's right. like, okay, but like, what can you do with that? Yeah. 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 So, um, 
that's kind of like my, that's it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> so, if, all right. So if someone's, if, if someone's listening right now that has the perfect position for you, where can they get a hold of you? Um, the best would be my email. <laughs> okay. I'll, if it's okay with you, I'll, pu- I'll put it in the, in the notes. Yeah. Definitely. That way, if someone's listening to the few people who will be listening at the beginning of this podcast journey, maybe <laughs> yeah, someone, will, someone, will, someone will reach no, out. <laughs> it's fun. I love it. No, it's good. I think it's super interactive. It's, you know, especially like being in a relaxed environment where you can kind of just be yourself and like really speak candidly. I think that's what people need right now. They don't need this like, you know, fluff. Right. They need the real. They need the real. The, that's what, the that's real. what we're all about. The real. real all the time. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. So I think email probably the best. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on and talking about your story. Thank you. I appreciate it. Finally, so great to see your face. I know, right? Exactly. This is the beauty of Zoom. Zoom is introducing so many people face to face that only would have talked on the phone before. I love it. I love it. (laughs) So that was my conversation with Isabella Livia. I hope that you enjoyed it and took something away. If you want to learn more about the show or catch other episodes, just go to retailcoffeebreak.com. Otherwise, have a fantastic day.